Hello and welcome to the Professional Reflexology Podcast. I'm Olivia Hart. I'm a reflexologist, a tutor and a part of the PR team. This podcast is all about reflexology and some of the wonderfully inspirational people that have shaped it into what it is today, as well as guests who love the therapy and share with us their very own special takes to help encourage and uplift the next generation of reflexologists. This short series is all about business building and today I'm joined by a lady who I'm sure you will have all heard of. Kelly Hainsworth is well known in the reflexology world not only for her kind and genuine spirit, but for creating the amazing Love Reflexology community. Following her own success as a reflexologist, Kelly wanted to share her business and marketing knowledge with other therapists to support and empower them with their own businesses. Love Reflexology does exactly that, provides support on all aspects of running a business and has a caring community of 5,000 reflexologists and students. To support therapists further, Kelly provides business mentoring and social media training to help therapists achieve their individual business goals. On this episode, we discuss social media, how to use it and how to stay sane while doing so. Just before we get going, for those of you here for the first time, Professional Reflexology is a UK-based membership and education organisation passionate about spreading the word of this wonderful therapy. We are excited to say we have just released our membership to our friends overseas so you can enjoy the benefits of being a Professional Reflexology member wherever you are in the world. To find out more about what we do, please visit www.professionalreflexology.org. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Livy. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. A little bit hot. Yes. <laughs> but other than it's that, I'm absolutely fine. Good, good. It's been a challenging week in the treatment room, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, it really has. We're um, we're very lucky at work. We've got aircon in the reception areas. Oh. So not in the treatment rooms, but it means uh-huh. that you can kind of come out and cool down a little bit. Oh, so. how wonderful. Yes, we're very lucky. But it's just lots of cold drinks, isn't it? And nice yes, spritzes yeah. for the feet and things like that. Absolutely, absolutely. And lots of nice cool clothes and um, yeah. yeah, just just looking after ourselves. Adapting to it, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. By the time this comes out, it will probably be raining and freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, firstly, thank you very much for coming on to the Professional Reflexology podcast. I know you're a very busy lady. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. So we always like to start with kind of a little bit of a backstory about you and your journey and why reflexology was the path that you chose. Okay, so my story goes right back into 2006. Um and my youngest brother passed away suddenly. Oh my gosh, um, I'm so sorry. So thank you. It was, gosh, it was a really, it was a shock. It was a huge shock. He was only 20 and he actually oh. passed away the day before my daughter's first birthday. So you can imagine all of the emotions and everything oh, that, that, we were, that we all went through at that time. Absolutely. And, um, oh gosh, the months following the funeral and um, everything that the whole family were going through. 
I was really struggling to to sleep, to switch off, to relax. Mm. I I just couldn't. I, I was just kind of on fight and flight mode, I guess, continually. Um, mm. And I was chatting with a friend one day and she said, Kelly, why, why don't you go and have some reflexology sessions? And I will be honest, I had no idea really at that time what reflexology was, how it worked. But I was, I was desperate. I needed mm. to find something to help me switch off again and just to be able to have a good night's sleep. So yeah. I found a reflexologist locally, booked my first session, and I was extremely nervous because I, I just genuinely didn't know what to expect. And mm. when I went for my first session, I can honestly say that I felt like the reflexology chair was giving me a hug. That's the only oh, way yeah. I can describe it. And I did cry during the session. Um, it re- released a huge amount of emotion Yeah, and went home afterwards. And following that session, I actually slept through for the first time in months. And wow. when you've not slept well <laughs> and you have that first night of good quality sleep, it's priceless. It's the most oh incredible gosh. feeling. Yeah. So I, I thought, gosh, I need to book more sessions. So I had more sessions and it really helped me join my grieving process. It helped me to relax. It helped me to get my sleep back on track. And then mm. I could support mum and dad better because I felt stronger. Um, so months passed and I, as I was strong, I was like, I need to learn more about this. I need yes. to, yeah. I need to understand how it works. And I want to go on and help other people with reflexology in the same way that it's helped me. So mm. the rest history, as I guess, I, you know, I found a great course. Um, and when I qualified, I dedicated my training and my qualification to my brother. So oh, my, my business is very much in his honour and in his memory. Oh, Kelly, that's lovely. What a fantastic thing to come out of such a tragic event, you know. Yeah, it was a tough time, but I, I've, I feel really privileged that I've now been able to help and support other clients who've gone through bereavements, whether mm. they've um, lost a child. I've had clients who've lost babies um, or their partners, or, you know, whatever loved one they've lost I've been able to support them in the treatment room with reflexology Um, so I feel very privileged to have been able to do that. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us it's um, so interesting to hear how everything came about and I'm sure your brother would be so incredibly proud of what you have achieved in his memory. So We're here today to talk about social media and I think that anybody who is a reflexologist knows that you're a bit of a social media queen (laughs) in our industry. So uh, when did you realise that social media was such a fantastic tool and how useful it was and, you know, when did you realise that it was the thing that was going to really help you to kind of grow your business and things like that? Sure. So, oh gosh, so I... I set my business up in 2008 Mm. um, and at that time print marketing was still very much the thing to do. Um, So, you know, I qualified and spent a fortune on things like the Yellow Pages adverts, local publications. And to be honest, they were really expensive and didn't bring me any return whatsoever. Yes. Um, So I set my website up. So that was the first thing I did. And I did start to get uh, new inquiries and clients to do that, which was great. 
um, and then did local networking events, did some talks at WI groups, that kind of thing. Mm. And then in 2010, I really became aware of Facebook. So I set my Facebook page up for my reflexology business and I thought, it was kind of like a light bulb moment. It's like, wow, mm. this is a free advertising tool that I can use for my business and reach an unlimited amount of people. Yes. I mean, how amazing is that yeah. when, you know, yeah. you know, you've spent a fortune on yellow pages and all the other marketing things that you do. Yeah. And to have something for free as a therapist is incredible because, you know, we don't have massive marketing budgets. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, so I set my Facebook page up and it started to bring results. I started to get um, new clients, new inquiries. I was networking with other local businesses and it was just incredible. And I did make mistakes in the early days. You know, you put mm. things out there and they flop and they don't work. Yes. Um, but you learn very quickly what works, what doesn't work. And it's just gone from strength to strength and strength. And obviously now um, with Instagram um, being huge, I'm very much on Instagram as well now. Um, and it's been a huge part of my growth and my mm. business. Yeah, definitely. I think, like you say, when you start out, there's so much trial and error, isn't there, involved yes. yeah. in kind of what your audience wants to hear and how they want to hear it as well, because you can say the same thing in so many different ways. Yes. And there's often that one way that you go, oh, wow, okay, it's really got through to people that in that way, but uh -huh. you, know, you do it another way and it just doesn't get to where you want it to go sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Did you do any training or anything with your social media? So in terms of the social media, I had no formal training whatsoever. It was very much um, just getting to grips with it myself, sometimes looking on YouTube videos and just having a go. And I would always say to therapists, don't be afraid of all the different platforms. Have mm. a go and try it because sometimes that's a really lovely way of actually learning. Mm. Um, but what I did have in my previous career, I was... Um, a person assistant, the managing director of Freed of London. Mm. And I had an amazing opportunity to work alongside the MD. And he taught me so much about marketing, connecting with your target clients, customer service. So oh, wow. all of that yeah, foundation he gave me to do with business and marketing, I've then been able to apply with Facebook and Instagram and sort of add and develop my own skills then as as the technology has uh, progressed that's brilliant so I'm, I'm very thankful to Patrick he he was he was an incredible manager and I loved working with him yeah so if ever Patrick hears this thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, that's amazing to have that background because you can apply that to anything can't you, you know if you if you've got the the understanding of how to market a product or a yeah. service you can apply it to any product, any service, any platform. Yeah. You know, it's all the same underpinning information, isn't it? 100%. And I know there are therapists in the love reflexology community of, you know, they've had various careers usually before they become a reflexologist. Um, you know, they may have worked in retail or, or various mm. sectors. But as you say, the underlying principles can be so easily transferred over to our businesses. Mm. Um, you know, things like putting the, the client at the heart of what you do, focusing your marketing on your target client, they can all be transferred really nicely across yeah. to our social media. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, obviously you've kind of covered this, but how can social media help reflexologists and also schools? Because obviously we've got a lot of schools out there, a lot of CPD courses that are trying to, again, reach their target audience, especially in the time of COVID where a lot of things are being on Zoom and stuff like that. So how can social media be a tool to get them to where they want to be? Okay, so first of all, always remember it's a free tool. And I think a lot of therapists sometimes forget that because they get overwhelmed with with social media. So always remember it's a free tool to use yes. to your advantage. Yeah. And that kind of makes things feel a little bit better when people don't, don't want to be posting. Mm. It's great for finding new clients. It's great for staying in contact with existing clients. It's amazing for selling products and also bringing people over to your your newsletter. But what I would always say is before anybody posts, whether you're a reflexologist or you're a reflexology school, you've got to be really clear about your goals yes, and what your goals yeah. are. Because if if you're not clear, what happens is, and we've all done it, you know, you post, you're in the treatment room and you think, oh my goodness, I've not posted on Instagram for three days. I need to put something out there you just post something really random. It has no yeah. goal, no thought behind it. And we've all done it. <laughs> I'm guilty. Guilty. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it doesn't achieve anything. It's kind of a pointless activity. Yeah, a bit of a waste of time, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. Panic posting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I say, we've all done it. So I would always say, you know, whether you're a reflexologist or a school, just step back for a moment and think about what goals you have and what you want to achieve from posting on social media. Yeah. And then the key, the next really, really important step is when you're posting, always think about your target client and Mm. how you can help them. So for reflexologists, it could be um, you work with women and it's women's health and that's your focus. So think about how can I help them? How can I solve their problems? And your Mm. post should be tailored around that. For a reflexology school, it could be somebody who is looking for a career change and you want to talk to that target client. So you mm. need to think about who you're talking to when posting on on social. Yeah, And I think once you've got really clear goals and you're really clear about who you're speaking to, who you're trying to help, that's when social media will work the best for you and your business. Yeah, because you then reach your ideal customer, don't you? And at the end of the day, it's your ideal customer that's going to propel your business forward. They're the ones going to be booking the treatments or booking that course. And yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's such a good tip as well and a good point is that every post that you do should be working towards that goal that ideal customer rather than that sort of random yeah I don't want to say nonsense post because they're never nonsense are they yeah it is it's just that kind of like it's a panic post isn't it (laughs) it is it is and we've all done it you know we are busy in the treatment room we wear many hats we're doing our accounts we're doing you know our our filing, we're doing client yeah. notes, we, we do lots of things. And there are days where you, you do panic post and then you look back at it and think, oh, why did I stress? What because was actually, I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Actually, nobody's commented, nobody's liked it, nobody's booked an appointment yeah. and it was all a bit pointless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Because at the end of the day, and I think that this is what I try to get to people when I'm talking about social media is that it's like, it can get you to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And like you say, it's free. If you do it properly yeah. and you think about it properly, it doesn't cost you anything apart from the time you're spending doing it. 
Yeah. Because that's obviously an hour or two hours or three hours a week where you can't actually do a client. So, you know, you are spending money in that sense. But yeah, I thank you for that. That's really, those really good tips there. No, my pleasure. And, And the key is as well, and I always think about this quote from Seth Godin, and he always said, everyone is not your customer. Yeah. So if you're really, really clear about who you are speaking to and you're not posting kind of to everybody out there, um, it just keeps it really crystal focused and and really clear. Yeah, definitely. So we've obviously touched on as reflexologists, we are everything in our business, aren't we? You Mm -hmm. know, you're the marketer, the accounts manager, the everything. So (laughs) a a lot of us don't have absolutely loads of time to spend on social media. Sure. And I mean, one of the things that came out this week or last week, and I'm sure that you will have seen it, is that Instagram kind of came out and said, you know, we're not just a picture sharing platform anymore. Video is going to be really key. And I think it was something like they recommended three grid posts a week, seven Mm -hmm. to 10 stories a week, five to seven reels a week. I mean, (laughs) yeah. I I I spend time on social media and I'm quite happy with it. But even to me, I looked at that and I was just like, well, I'm never going to I'm never going to yeah. win. That's never going to happen. <laughs> so for anybody sat there going kind of going, I just don't have time. Like yeah. how do you work it around your business and ensure that you've got the time that you need to do exactly what you need to do and rather than doing these kind of knee jerk things like you were saying. Yeah. So Again, it's, it's, it's taking that step back. So I would have a day a month where I would think, right, what are my goals going to be for social media for the month ahead? Mm. What do I want to achieve? So that's, that's got to be the first thing. And it might be I need to get some more clients through the door. It might be coming up to Christmas and I want to promote yes. gift vouchers mm. or sell my Neil's Yard products. It might be that I want some more subscribers onto my newsletter. So there can be lots of different goals going on mm. all in that same month. So I would spend some time setting the goals. I then would review just check in with myself, who's that target client, just to make sure I know exactly who I'm speaking to and who I want to help. Mm. And then I would do a plan for the month ahead um, and actually plan what content I want to post and what I want to do. Mm. Um, And just spending a little bit of time creating that plan it stops that knee-jerk posting, that panic posting. It helps you achieve your goals better. Um, And then I would also spend some time actually going back and looking at the month before to see what performed well, what what helped me achieve my goals? Did that post actually get some new bookings? Did I actually get some new subscribers? Because if if it didn't work, yeah, you can then evaluate, well, why didn't it work? And yeah. Can I tweak it? Or if it did, great, I'm going to try that again. Yes. But having a plan will really, really help. And in terms of how often to post, I mean, obviously you've just mentioned Instagram's <laughs> kind of ideal, um, which, you know, for most reflexologists is going to be unachievable. You know, yes. we just, we yeah. don't have that that time. So first of all, it's being really honest with yourself about, okay, how much time do I genuinely have to commit to social? Mm. And then having a plan, but it's a consistent plan. So if, for example, you can only genuinely create content and post two posts a week, so many stories a week, and maybe one reel a month, 
then that's absolutely fine as long as it's consistent. Yes, absolutely. Because what happens then is your audience get familiar with your posting patterns and will look out for your posts. It's it's no good kind of posting every day for two weeks and then dropping mm. off the face of the earth for a month. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, consistency is really, really key, key. With, with social yeah. media absolutely and also if you haven't got time to post you know if you are genuinely busy in the treatment room what you can do to keep your account active and stay in touch with your audience is just spend 10 minutes engaging on other people's posts yeah yeah comment you know pop a comment on their posts view their stories send a, a reaction to their stories so you're staying in those people's minds I do it with my clients all the time yeah. you know if I'm busy in the treatment room and I haven't got time to post something or it's a day when I'm not posting I will just engage on their stuff and it's a great way to keep in their mind and to stay in contact with them yeah definitely I do that every day with um, yeah. with my business Instagram and I've found that it massively helped and I, I do yeah. think that the algorithm prefers it as well doesn't it it oh, likes abs- you to yeah. be interacting because yeah. at the end of the day social media is a social tool you know Absolutely. It's, if it was just full of people putting adverts out there it would not work it just wouldn't no. work you no. know, we, it is there for us to talk to each other and yeah. interact with each other and if all you're doing is posting 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 and yeah. not giving anything back then you know a people get a bit fed up with you I think yeah and also the algorithm doesn't like it so the posts you do post don't get seen by many people you know it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of give and take isn't it it is and it is very much about being social and and that's why I don't tend to schedule content because I like to post live and I like yes. to be then available so if people are seeing it and want to comment and interact I'm there at that live moment to strike up those conversations with people and I might do you know I might be active for kind of 10-15 minutes but that's when you get the best results and Instagram actually go oh there's quite a lot of activity on this post so then they show it to even more people which is which is what you want you want it to be seen in more people's news feeds yeah definitely that's really interesting actually so you would kind of plan your month but then every day take a little bit of time to put the post out there that you've planned See, yeah. I do the scheduling, right. so I will sit and I'll bulk schedule everything. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is fine, but then if I'm in treatment while my post is going out, it might be two hours before I've actually sort of sat yes. down and looked at what's going on. So that's a really good tip. You know, it's really interesting. I'm going to try that for me. Yeah, have a go. <laughs> Let me know. Let me yeah, know if, if it boosts the engagement. Because there are so many times when I do post and it's amazing how many people are live and active when I post. And you start those conversations and then sometimes it might start on the actual post and then it will move to private message because they want to talk about something yeah, a bit more specific. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if I'm if I'm scheduling and I'm not there when that post goes out, I can't do that. Yeah. And sometimes it you miss those opportunities to really strike yeah. up that that conversation, that social interaction. Yeah, that's so true. That's so, so true. And I think as well, if you kind of know in your day that at X time you're going to be posting and you put that time aside, it's not overwhelming then, is it? And you know what you're going to post as well, which is such a a sort of usually what you question, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) what should I do today? So if you've got your plan, you've 
you've got your goals. And then what I literally do, I, I sit um, in my office, I've got my phone. So I, you know, I'm not using the laptop even, I've just got my phone and I will set my alarm for say 15 minutes, do mm. my post, interact with people, comment on other people's posts. And then I come out of the app and it's done. Yeah. I've done that that engagement and it's yeah. and then you can always check it later on if you want to. And also it's so handy on Instagram because you can also see what time most of your followers are online, can't yes. you? So you yeah. can kind of plan it around that as well, which is useful. Yeah, it's great. And and I tell you what I do do sometimes. You know, say for example something has happened in the world and you want to comment on it, you've got something that you can connect with your audience. You think, oh, this would make a really great post. I've done that. But what I do, if you go into stories and click to go as though you're going to go live. Oh, yeah. It will actually show you how many of your followers are currently online at the time. Of course. Yeah, because it tells you pre-live yep. when, you, when you're about That's to go right. live, doesn't it? Yeah, so I it quickly look. So I can quickly look and say, ah, oh, actually, I've got 150 followers on online now. Actually, this would be a great time to do this post. Oh, yeah, that's a really good tip. So I do that. And there have been some Saturdays where I've wanted to share something, quickly looked, and there's only been 16 people online. So I think, oh, no, yeah. I'll just hang fire, let everybody get up. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And wake up from their lions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's a good little um, one if you are posting a bit more spontaneously. That's really useful. Yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. So we've obviously um, talked quite a lot about Instagram, which I think we both really enjoy. I think it's quite a fun channel to use. Yes. And obviously Facebook is a biggie, but what do you kind of recommend mainly? Would you say Instagram is your main go-to? At the moment, it's still very much Facebook and Instagram. Um, I do love Instagram. I think it's a really positive platform. And even though there are less users on there than Facebook, the engagement is significantly higher. So I do get better results from Instagram. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, I still have my kind of over 50s are on Facebook. So it's really important that I'm still present on there to stay mm. connected with them. Um, so if you're a new therapist, just starting out, just thinking about setting up your pages, I would just, again, think about who your target client is and where they're likely to be hanging out. So if your target audience is kind of from 20 to 60, you might need to think about being on Instagram and Facebook to make sure you yeah. cover both bases. Mm. If you've got a more younger def- demographic, um, then Instagram is is absolutely perfect. Yeah, that's that's really true. Actually, it's all again. It's about finding your ideal customer, isn't it? And yeah. where yeah. would they be? Because I always never kind of really went on LinkedIn or anything. But I've heard of quite a few complementary therapists, not necessarily uh-huh. just reflexologists, that have actually been approached by companies who want them to have, you know, who want them to talk to their employees or come up with some kind of treatment plan for certain people yes. and you know that I was like wow that's what an amazing opportunity yeah for yeah. something that I mean I don't really know LinkedIn to be honest I was gonna say for something <laughs> where you put your profile up and leave it but I can't yes. imagine that you do <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am on LinkedIn and I do use LinkedIn and it is great for networking with yes. local businesses, yeah. um, other therapists, you know, other practitioners within the industry. Um, and if you are thinking about offering reflexology, for example, in the corporate setting, mm. um, well-being in the workplace, that kind of area, then LinkedIn would be an incredible place to be to find those 
those people who who could make that happen with you. Um, yeah. So again, it's thinking about your target clients and what your goals are. What do mm. you want for your business? And then that will really help you decide, okay, which platforms are going to be the best for me? Where where should I invest my time? Yeah. Where shall I hang out to get seen? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't, you know, and I always say when I work with my mentor clients, don't feel you've got to be on every single platform. Yeah you, yeah, you really don't. Because what happens is if you go on everything, and there's so much isn't there to choose from now, um, you just dilute what you offer because you can't be vis- completely visible on everything mm. every single day. Um, yeah. So I would, I would much rather therapists perhaps choose a couple of platforms, but they do them really well and they really connect with their audience. And I think as well, if you're on everything, you do nothing particularly well, do you? You know, exactly. it's like you're much yeah. better off concentrating your time on one place or two places that you know really, really well and you know that you can yeah. get your results. Yes. Then kind of spreading yourself too thin. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you are on a platform and it's not working anymore, for you because it does change and it does evolve don't feel um frightened to close that account down mm, it's quite yeah. daunting yeah, <laughs> and, yeah you know and but I did it I've done it this year with you know my business was on Twitter it wasn't bringing the results anymore for the business mm. and it was just another time constraint that I didn't need and I've now removed the reflexology business from it and it felt great. <laughs> yes, a bit liberating, I imagine. It is. Yeah. It really is. It's like, oh, one, one less thing to do. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I think that's so true. You've got to reevaluate, you know, what yeah. what's working and what isn't and yeah. kind of go from there. Yeah, that's really good. So we've obviously talked about like Instagram and reels and stories and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think video is such a huge thing at the moment, isn't yes. it? You know, but is there anything that you think is going to be a particular trend that's coming up? or what would you think is the next phase I guess oh gosh I mean video is going to be huge um you know with Instagram's latest announcement that that's what they're going to really prioritize so for therapists I know a lot of therapists are going to think oh no I don't really like doing video Mm. but there are ways that you can do video that you're comfortable with and that's something I do in my Instagram training you don't have to be doing all these kind of latest dance crazes and pointing oh my at gosh, things. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> my, my teenage daughter would never forgive me. <laughs> I would, she would just be devastated if I started doing those things. So it is finding a way that you're comfortable with. Yes. Um, but then the biggest trend at the moment, and I can see this just keep moving forwards, is being authentic and also mm. having really good values. Um, the past 12 months with the pandemic have really made people reassess everything in their life. And they now want to connect with social pages that are genuine, that are Mm. authentic, that have really good values, whether it's, you know, caring for people or the planet, whatever Mm. it is, they want to connect with something more meaningful. Yes. Um, Yeah. So if therapists can when they're doing their pages, if they can create something that's really unique to them, you know, Mm. really showcase who you are. Don't feel that you've got to kind of copy somebody else's style or try and be like another therapist. Be really proud about your own unique 
style mm. because that's what your audience will love and they will connect with the most. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that where people really just want authentic accounts that are offering something a little bit different perhaps to what what they've seen before. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that it's kind of building that, you know, you buy from people that you know, like and trust, isn't it? So yes, it's kind of yeah. building that relationship again. And I do think that in a human sense, I think that when people read something that isn't authentic, whether mm. they know it or not, they know it isn't authentic because they, yes. they don't connect with it. They don't yes. like it. There's no, it doesn't evoke any emotion or any thought or they just scroll past it. And I think that that's so true. Authenticity is so important because people know if you're not, if it's not you, even though they yes. might not know you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, really, it's strange, yeah. but it's it's true. Yeah, it really yeah, is. And, and when I work with my mental clients, um, you know, a, a lot of therapists are very private people. They're quite reserved. They yeah. don't always want to be kind of out there showing every detail of their life. So mm. if if that's you and I'm very, you know, I'm I am a very private person and mm. I you can find that balance. You can post content that is authentic but post content that's relevant to you and how you feel. You know, you don't have to share every detail of your life. I never ever share photographs of my family. Yes. You will never see my family on my business pages ever. Yeah. Because that's private to me. They don't want to be on there as well, you know. They're yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, I can still share content that is genuine, that is authentic, that will talk to my audience and really connect with them. And still has that personal touch. You know, you don't yeah. have to share kind of baby pictures and things like that, do no. you, to have a connection with people? It's definitely not. Yeah. I would always say to therapists, do what you feel comfortable with. Yes, don't absolutely. Don't kind of, don't post stuff because you think that's what you should be doing it's got to be content that is authentic but it, that you are 100% happy with mm. because if you're posting content that really doesn't sit well with yourself and your own values it's not going to work well for you and you're not going yeah. to enjoy those connections yeah and again it's not authentic is it because you're no. not happy doing it and I think yeah. that it's it's almost like setting boundaries within social media, isn't it? So it's like, right, I'm, I'm happy to go this far, but this, yes. this, this and this, is that's too personal and I don't want to share that on my business page. And all, it is finding the balance because at the end of the day, we're running businesses. Yes. So, um, I mean, to be honest, Kelly, what I was going to actually say next was what would be your top three tips for social media as a whole? Okay. You have just been so generous with everything you've said and, and so kind in sharing everything that you know. So I feel a bit cheeky asking it. Oh, no. <laughs> but what <laughs> would your, what would they be? What would your top three things be? Okay. So my final top three tips, I would always say, first of all, make sure you're connecting with your target audience and and solving their problems. Um, and that's That will get you the best results for your business. Yeah. Always set your goals so that you're really clear about what you want to achieve because that will make your business succeed and get the clients through the door or the product sales, whatever it is your goals are, that will help you to achieve them. Mm. And then finally, to be consistent in your posting, whether that's once a week, 
or every day, whatever your rhythm is, Mm. be consistent with it. And don't forget to be authentic and be Mm. proud. Be proud of who you are as a therapist. Show you because that's what your clients will truly connect with. Mm. And I'm going to be really cheeky and add a fourth. (laughs) Yes, please do. Go ahead. And I want you all to have some fun with it. Don't see it as a chore. See it as an amazing free opportunity to connect with your clients, to grow your business and just really enjoy it. Really, really Mm. have fun. I think that's key actually as well, isn't it? Because it can be really fun. You know, when you get into your rhythm and your flow of it, it can actually bring you a lot of joy as well as be an incredible business tool. So, oh, thank you so much for sharing them. You're very welcome. Very helpful. So what do you offer? You've obviously mentioned your mentoring. So what kind of things do you offer to therapists and schools specifically if they really, if they've kind of taken all your tips on board and they're going, oh, I just really need a little bit of extra help. What kind of thing do you offer? Okay. So at the moment I've got the one-to-one mentoring package. So that's where I would work with a practitioner or a tutor. I have worked with the reflexology tutors in the past Mm. and we just really get to grips with what business challenges they're facing at the moment. So it might be their marketing, it could be confidence, it can be a whole range of business topics. And we would work together for a month to really get to grips with everything, put plans in place. And I'm there as a sounding board for them um, obviously there with social media advice as well and all the technical how-tos so that's that's the monthly package I also offer one-to-one Instagram training and again so that's really bespoke to the the practitioner or the tutor and I've done both so you would fill in a questionnaire I would find out exactly what you need from from Instagram what your challenges are and then we work together for an hour to really get to grips with it go through the how-tos for that person. Mm. In the autumn, I'm going to be launching some small group sessions. So I'm going to do some Instagram training sessions and I'm also be going to do some business workshops on various different topics, so the, the common topics that people have issues with. Oh, fantastic. To be able to support them. And I want to keep the group small mm. so that practitioners can have the opportunity to talk, to ask questions and also to feel a bit part of a team as well and really help each other um, while we all navigate these the different topics that I'll be covering. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah, because I think that that's so true. You can kind of bounce off of other people's ideas and especially if we're all in the same sort of industry and things like that. Yeah, it sounds really good. So uh, so if anybody wants to find out more, obviously you can come to my website, which is kellyhainsworth.com. And then there's my business support Facebook page where you can sign up to my newsletter and I'll be sharing all the dates as, as they're released. Mm. And obviously, if you're not looking to have a package or you don't want to do any workshops at the moment, then there's the free Love Reflexology group where every therapist, reflexologist can join. There's support 24-7 from the community internationally. Mm. Um, so if you don't necessarily want to work with me at the moment, the group is there to support each other in every aspect of running a reflexology practice. It's such a lovely 
group love reflexology isn't it it's absolutely fantastic and such thank you such an amazing tool like you've built such a fantastic community I've got to say it's brilliant oh thank you so much and I just want to say for therapists you can also use groups for your reflexology business Mm. they're an amazing tool to chat in a really confidential and safe space so if you wanted to create one for your reflexology practice go for it because they are an amazing opportunity to really connect Connect with your target audience. Mm, and I suppose you're so much more likely for people to see what you're putting out in a group than yes. just out on your business page, aren't you? It's a lot more directed. Yes, yeah. Groups do get better engagement mm. um, than pages at the moment. And as well, people are more likely to to post and to comment because it's in a closed setting. So they feel a bit more secure mm. chatting and, and asking questions. Yeah. So you can 100% do one on your reflexology page or a therapy page or even a school page and really connect with your target audience on a, a more personal level, really. Oh, that's a brilliant tip to uh, to end it all on. I mean, this whole podcast has just been completely chock full of useful things <laughs> that I know I'm going to put oh, into practice. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for, for being on, Kelly. And um chatting with me I think that what you've said is just going to be so useful to so many of our listeners and professional reflexologists as well so yeah thank you and thank you so much for inviting me I feel very privileged to have been asked Libby oh you're so welcome thank you so much again to Kelly for taking time out to come onto the professional reflexology podcast It was an absolute pleasure to chat to Kelly and learn about her story, as well as gaining some incredibly useful advice and wisdom on social media and how to market. I'm sure you'll all agree that she was incredibly generous with her advice and insights. All of the links we mentioned in this episode have been posted to www.professionalreflexology.org forward slash podcasts. That's where you'll also find all of our social media tags, We regularly post on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, so do give us a follow on those. Thanks very much for joining us. As always, we would love to hear your feedback, comments and suggestions. If you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate and subscribe. We'll be back very soon with another special guest.